Oh, hey there. Thanks for choosing to listen to Conference Talk. This is Shelby. And this is Kevin. Tune in each week to hear us discuss a conference talk by modern-day apostles and general authorities. We love y'all, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Conference Talk, episode 21. You're getting better at that. Am I? Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, we are discussing President Nelson's talk in the sa- Sunday morning session of General Conference, and it is called Hear Him. And it's a very, 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 very dense and wonderful talk. It's interesting you say that because I put in my notes that this is probably one of the most doctrinally rich or in other words dense talks yeah i've ever read yeah i think sorry no go for it (laughs) i think in the moment when we were listening to it in conference like i just felt the spirit so strong in everything he said i felt was true um and then i didn't realize at the time when listening to it going back and reading it now how dense it was because it's like very doctrinally rich and i was like oh i missed so many you missed so many things i think i don't know if you missed so many things but i think you forget if you don't go back and read it (laughs) obviously you know there's something to be said about like in the gospel um there's something to be said about the repetition oh remembering right remembering yeah and doing things again and again because that's how we get things into our, so, our stupid human brains. <laughs> I want to like riff off that. Okay, so I want to tell a backstory. So I was studying this talk today. Uh, I watched it, and then um, Mary, shout out to Mary, my best friend. She um, sent me her sister's talk, which is Mel. Shout out to Mel, and um, <laughs> it was. Uh, conveniently supplemented my studies this morning because she wrote it on uh, President Nelson's talk, Hear Him. Nice. And so I'm reading it, and you're talking about remembering. And I'm, I asked her, well, I didn't ask her. I just told her I was going to share some of her thoughts from the talk on this podcast. And so um, she said exactly what you're saying. She, I'm going to read what she typed. I've been pondering the counsel from President Nelson recently. Without going back over his talk, I tried to remember what things he counseled and promised us. If someone was to ask you, what does your prophet tell us? Do you remember? Hmm. Could you give them an answer without having to look it up? I realized that I didn't remember very much. One direct thing stuck out, struck out to me above all else. I remember him saying, and I quote, I renew a plea for you to do whatever it takes to increase your spiritual capacity to receive personal revelation. So Mel was able to recall that and not sit out to her. Um, But that question was such a good one. If someone was to ask you, what does your prophet tell us? Do you remember without having to go back over this talk? Right? Yeah, that's, that's actually really profound because I think that we definitely, we get into um, memorizing scriptures and yeah. like, and, and, you know, from the ancient ap- apostles and prophets, but at least for me, I don't actually memorize or like, I couldn't quote. Actually, I guess that's not true because, uh, elder Richard G. Scott, I've had a few quotable things mm. from him, but it definitely, it definitely gets me thinking about that I should be listening more closely and with the intent to share and like Mm -hmm. empower myself by remembering what these men and women are saying regarding the restored church of Jesus Christ here on the earth. Right. So that's Um, just a good question to ask. Now, Something that, so, okay, this is a, it's a big talk. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> it's a big talk. There's a Everybody lot going on. Everybody breathe in and breathe out and commence. <laughs> so, 
President Nelson starts by acknowledging that at this time in April of 2020, he says, in the past several weeks, most of us have experienced disruptions in our personal lives. And he talks about some of those things that have have disrupted routines. He says, amidst all of this, we commend you and thank you for choosing to hear the word of the Lord during this time of turmoil by joining us for a general conference. I underlined choosing, right? It's a choice to be there. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, which I thought, well, yeah, we don't remember everything from our first watching or viewing of general conference. It we're supposed to go back and read and listen to the messages again and again for the next six months and potentially much longer. But that's not to say that showing up for general conference and watching it live Mm -hmm. is not important. It's super important. And it's a choice that you're making to come closer to Jesus Christ and your father in heaven. And the same thing can be said for the, that sacrament meeting or that elders quorum class, or, you know, I could fill in the blank with a lot of different things, you know, institute classes and seminary and what have you. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, in our, in our personal lives, you know, showing up for that meeting with a friend, um, those are all opportunities for you to improve your life and improve the lives of those around you. Um, cause the Lord has work for us to do. We can be his instruments. And so, I mean, talk about doctrinally rich, like I'm just going to, down a rabbit hole of all these things, but, um, what, what I send, I actually highlighted probably the same thing you did that we commend you. Thank you for choosing to hear the word of the Lord. I wrote in my notes, I put every time we listen to the apostles and prophets, we hear him. So it's just that simple, right? Every time you choose to listen, actually right now, to us talk about conference talk, you're choosing to hear him because all we're talking about is their talks. (laughs) It's not our doctrine. It's not our anything. It is our thoughts on what we think, but it's not, you know, it's not Shelby and Kevin doctrine or whatever. Um, And so it's just that simple. Every time you choose to listen and turn on your TV and do that, you hear him. You're choosing to hear him. And that to me led to the second part that I wanted to bring up or quote part. He said, um, we live in a day that our forefathers have waited, awaited with anxious expectation. Now this part was so amazing to me. I I forgot that he had said this. We have front row seats to witness live what the prophet Nephi saw only in vision that the power of the lamb of God would descend upon the covenant people of the Lord who were scattered upon all the face of the earth and they were armed with righteousness and with the power and God power of God and great glory. Then he says, you, my brothers and sisters are among those men, women and children whom Nephi saw. Think of that. And I was just like, whoa. And I wrote in my notes and I was like, we are the elect. And I put, what does this mean? <laughs> because it's like, you, you hear it all the time. We're the elect. We were saved for this day. The youth, you know, you're the Israel's uh, army and you're gathering. And I'm just like, okay, but what does that really mean? You know, we're the elect. Um, and we're those people that Nephi saw, which, whoa, that's cool. Let's talk about that for a sec. <laughs> that's pretty cool too. Um, so yeah. I don't know. What does it mean? We, I mean, maybe that could be something you ponder in your own life, but I took it as that us being the elect now um, in the restoration, having front row seats, that we have a big role to play. You know, we have big responsibilities and the Lord trusts us, meaning God, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. They trust us to prepare the world for his second coming. And the only way that we can do that is by hearing him. Right? Yeah. Yeah, doing and 
and President Nelson brings up a, a clear distinction. Uh, he talks about the first word in the Doctrine and Covenants, which is the word hearken. Mm-hmm. And it's listening or to listen with, with the intent to obey. Right. I always said it's the it's listening with the intent to act, mm-hmm. which I guess can be the same thing. Like la- act on what has on been obedience. told, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Um, act in obedience. Right. You're not necessarily going to act contrary to what you've heard. Yeah. Right. And that made me think about this whole, it's a philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, hear him. And it's do the work, do the things, act, obey. And it's great to hear. Mm-hmm. It's great to listen, but we also have to do. And those go hand in hand with, with that idea of hearing him. And so I'm going to, I want to jump down way far down. We can definitely double back. Okay. But because we've been talking so much about these messages from these prophets and apostles, uh, President Nelson does talk about, he says, we simply cannot rely upon information we bump into on social media, for example. Mm -hmm. And then he he kind of, he, he used a very, uh, endearing teaching method during this talk where he'd present kind of a problem, an issue of modern day life. And then he asks, how do we solve it? And to that, when it's like these, this myriad of uh, voices that are in our world. And then I think he even says a marketing saturated world constantly infiltrated by noisy, nefarious efforts of the adversary. Mm-hmm. Where can we go to hear him? And he says, we can go to the scriptures. And as I was listening to this talk today in preparation for our podcast, our discussion, I remembered our institute class last night. Mm-hmm. And Brother Turner, who is our new institute director and teacher in this area, He talked about, and I tried to remember exactly what he said about scriptures. Do you remember? It it was something about. He said that I want you to have a a spiritual experience with the Lord every day in the scriptures. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. It was also like what, what the scriptures teach us and, and it's. Oh, and you have your notes from that class right there, right? Yeah. So the things that I have down about scriptures is he said, I put question mark scripture illiteracy because there's so much scripture today given and so access accessible that I think we forget and we are probably more illiterate than the people who didn't have much access to the scriptures um, as we do now. I would say that we don't always take away, like, although we can read the words, mm-hmm. we don't have a comprehension that some of the early saints and the understanding, right? The understanding. Yeah. That um, they have. The other thing that I wrote down was he talked about like just having a relationship with Jesus Christ in the scriptures and how your relationship with scriptures in Christ will influence your children heavily. <laughs> Um, or your family heavily, if you already have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you don't mind, I wanted to share something that Mel wrote in of her talk. She said, um, and it's talking about hearing him. She said, how do we hear him? How do we prepare? Uh, da, 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 da. In Come Follow Me this week, one of the sections was about pondering. We asked each of our kids if they ponder, and if so, when? I think that's an important question to ask ourselves. One thing I always love to do when I was a missionary that I do with my kids now and that I do when I teach a class is to stop and point out when I feel the spirit and ask them if they feel so also. 
and allows them to stop and recognize that the spirit is present when we point it out. It makes them real and allows them to notice it more and on their own in the future, hopefully. <laughs> we don't want to negate those wonderful opportunities to teach or learn from the spirit. When we take time to recognize the spirit is teaching us and when we ponder, we can figure out what God wants us to learn from that experience. So she goes on. I mean, this was just a wonderful talk that Mel wrote, but um, her her experience with the spirit and her mission and scriptures and hearing him in this world today, she's taking that and passing that along to her children and her family. Mm. And we should be doing that with our families, but also with our friends and recognizing. I mean, I did it today with a, with a friend who messaged me and told me that someone's, um, someone's, uh, husband had passed away suddenly and she told me what had happened and I immediately I said I know it might sound crazy but I just want you to know that I feel the spirit testifying to me that he was needed like he was needed in heaven with God and she agreed she agreed right back but I didn't I didn't hesitate to share that so we need to do that more often with our friends and our family and people that we care about and hopefully I'm not being too repetitive uh, but what you did is you, you heard the Lord speak to you right? for what your friend needed to hear to increase her faith in him, mm, right? Working through you, he, he, um, has developed a better relationship with one of his, his Daughters. disciples. Yeah. And so that's very interesting because you've likely never met that guy who passed away. No, not at all. The only and, thing I'd heard about that guy was the story of how he passed. Right. Which did give me some clues as to why I felt that he was taken so quickly and needed. So you do have to pay attention to those things, right? right. So. <laughs> I just think that the the overall, like he goes on um, to talk about, oh, these are my, I was like looking at my notes and I was like, this is wrong. <laughs> it's because I was on my Institute notes. Um, I wanted to double back to when he talks about the, here it is. He asked the question, what does it mean for you that the gospel of Jesus Christ has been restored to the earth? Um, and then he, he talks about, he then begins to talk about the Book of Mormon. He literally said that the Book of Mormon has a two, or has a rise and fall of two major civilizations. And it says their history demonstrates how easy it is to forget, or for a majority of people to forget God, reject warnings of the Lord's prophets, and seek power and popularity and pleasures of the flesh. And then he says, it is no different in our day. Right. And that's the complete opposite of what we're talking, what we were just talking about was hear him, right? And build the kingdom versus forgetting. And I wrote down three things that they did. Forget, reject, and seek pleasures of the world is what I wrote. Right. And then I put, quote, it's no different in our day. Because it's not. Because that's what's happening. Um, people forget the reason that they have such abundance, right? You had an experience about that today, right? Like you acknowledge the Lord and all of a sudden you're like, oh, something happened. <laughs> you're like, I caught up, right? Right, yeah. And so it's important that we do that or else we're going to turn into the other civilization that forgets, right? A hundred percent. Well, we let me correct that we might be we might become like those people that forget but in the restoration the church will not fall again like it did in the book of mormon times right so doctrinally speaking <laughs> let's just make that clear because the church that is restored in 1820 that is the lord's church from the bible <laughs> will not leave the earth again until christ comes again right the the work will move forward the lord is hastening it it doesn't mean that we are going to have 
a guaranteed seat, hmm. right? And, you know, at, in in this ride of the restoration, right? We can definitely be foolish, and and so what I wanted to do was go into the Book of Mormon, okay, to one of these accounts in which it talks about the people who rejected the prophets mm. and were then destroyed yeah and versus the righteous so nephi in second nephi 26 it's actually where we're at <laughs> how convenient <laughs> it's where we're at right now in the book of mormon podcast little plug i was literally gonna go little plug in <laughs> <laughs> anyway um he's talking about the the people in Jerusalem and also the people in the Americas who begin to dwindle in unbelief. In verse 8 of this chapter, he says, But behold, the righteous that hearken unto the words of the prophets <laughs> and destroy them not, but look forward unto Christ with steadfastness, for the signs which are given, notwithstanding all persecution, behold, they are they which shall not perish. It's no less true today. Right. Right? It's Or rather, it's, yeah, it's no less true today than like it, it was. Like it still holds true. Right. Yeah. Because that's the same things. I mean, I love how he acknowledged President Nelson. I love how he acknowledges that the reason that the Book of Mormon is so instrumental to the restoration and to our day is that the things that were going on way back then, whether it be 600 BC, you know, 34 AD or 1820 or 2020, right? For that matter, it's all the same. You know, these patterns, these these pitfalls that we find ourselves in. And again, like I said at the very, very beginning, it was kind of like a throwaway comment and I felt kind of silly about saying it, but repetition is the way that we're going to get this stuff to stick into our brains. Right. And I said our stupid brain, I should have said our fallen brain mm. right. because we are subject to that fallen world and we're, we don't remember things as well. But we have to remember that we were spiritual beings first and that's that's who we are right that's who we really are yes we are human and fallen and subject to all the things that you just you know implied but our spirit can remember and retain and so i we can think have power over that i think what you're saying when because you've said that before mm -hmm. and i'm almost like at times when you say that i get a little bit uh i push back not in that i don't believe it but right. it's like well I'm still subject to the fallen world. So, yeah. but I think what you're saying is we have to rise above. Yeah. You got to let your spirit take control. Right. We've got to reconnect with our spiritual strengths, right? which are somewhat dormant or at least they're e it's easier to just let our brawn, our bodies mm -hmm. take control. Oh, 100% it's easier. <laughs> yeah. Hence the natural man, right. right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to let your spirit, I guess, rise is how you put it and, and take control, right? Mm, yeah. Take the driver's seat. Um, I, so we've talked about not hearing him, hearing him, <laughs> Book of Mormon, right? So uh, President Nelson did make that promise that said, um, or he did say, it has never been more imperative to know how the spirit speaks to you than right now. Mm. So he did say that, which is what Mel referenced at the beginning of her talk, was that it is more imperative than ever that we know. And it really ties into very well with what you're talking about, which is we were spiritual beings first. We have an innate spiritual uh, receptivity. Oh, yeah, because mm. think about this. I had a friend tell me this one time. He said we communicated however it was his spirits with the spirit and Jesus Christ and God there as spirits for millennia, right? Like 
forever we did that before we came here coming here and now we think we've lived a while i mean i don't think i've lived that long but you know we think we know it all but dude we know nothing and so we really got to tune into our spirit because our spirit has communicated that long for for so long and it's here with us now well it's going to be able to tune in if we let it if we let ourselves do that Mm. right if we let our spiritual selves do that but what i wanted to get at was the promises that he gives as you hearken and hear and obey. He says, I promise that you will be blessed with additional power to deal with temptation, struggles, Mm. and weakness. I promise miracles in your marriage, family relationships, and daily work. And I promise that your capacity to feel joy will ever will increase even in turbulence, even if turbulence increases in your life. Um, And I stopped right there because I thought, have I seen these promises in my life be fulfilled? Like this was a good check-in for me personally to say, oh, I haven't really seen that in my life. So maybe I'm not hearing them as good as I should, right? It's kind of it's kind of a check-in. But I can honestly say, um, I know, Kev, we've seen miracles in our marriage. We've seen things get better. I know that I feel joy despite this pandemic right now, which – Sometimes I feel so, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say I feel bad, but I think, how am I so happy in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> and I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I do have those moments of joy, right? I have felt frustration still, but I felt the joy more. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, deal with temptations and struggles and, and weaknesses. Something I still need to work on, but I have felt his power strengthen me. And so I thought, you know, I, I obviously have room to do better, but these promises, I think, stand forever as long as you're hearing him. I don't think it's just as you do this in the next six months, you would. Oh, for it's sure. For, it's, anybody could read this at any point in time and can still have that blessing and promise if they hear him. And I think I've been blessed. We've been blessed um, doing this podcast in the Book of Mormon po- podcast because it like forces us to get into the scriptures and keep us accountable and i like that yeah so side note go start your own podcast (laughs) (laughs) you bringing that up reminded me of what brother turner talked about with Mm -hmm. regard to scripture last night he said oh good (laughs) uh he brought up a quote i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was he actually brought up a lot of Elder it was uh, your favorite Richard, yeah, Richard, yeah. Richard G. Scott yeah. quotes last night. Mm-hmm. One of those quotes kind of referenced the the spiritual power, but also the the unexpected power and ability that comes with a daily immersion mm-hmm. in the scriptures. Yeah, I'm being long winded. What, what I'm trying to get at is that the scriptures bless you in your everyday life and brother turner brought uh, the example of as he's gotten older he's had mm-hmm. more weird he's gotten a more hard weird conversations yeah weird situations he's had to have hard conversations and it's just increasing as he's getting older <laughs> uh, whether it's with complete strangers his family his children his employer so on and so forth and days that he studies the scriptures, he finds that he is able to speak better and communicate communicate better. And I kind of felt like that was something that, that helped me today, this morning, this little testimony for scripture uh, study is that <laughs> this morning, I took the time to read from the scriptures aloud in our home. And of course I was just going to read it silently. I asked him to. But you asked me to read it aloud as you were getting some things ready. And when I did so, I thought to myself, (laughs) like, man, I, I really need to be getting to work because I've got a lot to do today. Yeah. So I felt kind of like I was cutting it close, right? (laughs) So to speak. And, but I learned from my reading for our podcast that we're going to record later on this week for the mm-hmm. Book of Mormon. 
And then I go to work and every single customer, although I didn't see a bunch of customers today, it was a little bit slower day, but uh, every person that I spoke to, not only was I compelled, I felt kind of compelled to talk and, and have a little conversation with each one, but they were high quality conversations, every single one of them. Mm. And I'm not sure exactly, well, I, now I am, but at first I was like, all these conversations are coming so easy, you know? <laughs> and so I really saw a direct impact from scriptures, my, my, and it, it's not the scriptures. It's obedience to the commandments that blessed me. And, and furthermore, this is where I'll end, this is where I'll stop talking, at least for the <laughs> moment. It was my, the spirit covered my brain in a way, and I know that's a weird <laughs> thing to say, but it allowed me to see what I was doing and what I was experiencing as a result of spiritual power, power from on high, hmm. as opposed to just something that I had. And so that's interesting because Brother Turner, I mean, an institute last night and all of this just obviously ties together for this wonderful discussion. But he did say that as you engage in the scriptures, you will have those individual experiences with the Savior. And you 100% did today where you saw yourself being taught and having an experience with the Savior as to why your conversations were so good that day. Right? Right. So aren't you excited for what's tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. What spiritual uh, experience you're going to have tomorrow with the Savior? Um, because they'll come. Right. As you immerse yourself in the scriptures. And I told Kevin this last night because I had not been reading my scriptures every day as I should have been and actually diving into them and taking notes and doing all that fun stuff. And uh, I've been doing that the past week and a half, I think, like very consistently, except for last Thursday and Friday and Saturday. <laughs> um, but I've been doing it consistently and I've noticed the difference in myself. 100%. I've noticed my my ability to think is a lot clearer. And I just, I don't know, there's just something different that I can't put my word on when you do that, or when you engage in the scriptures. Um, so I guess we're really hammering home on reading the scriptures, but it's important, right? It's just so important. Well, and it's what President Nelson said, that's where we go the first thing he said to hear him yeah and then of course he brings up the temple yeah and that's a place where we can go to hear him and to learn uh and be taught in the lord's way hmm. um we talked so much about the temple you know with regard to our testimonies i think even last week oh yeah it was the last episode of conference talk oh because it was we, the temple yeah we talked all about the temple so not that I don't want to talk about the temple, but I think we could probably move on to something unique about this talk, which yeah. was, it's very unique. It was the proclamation. Declaration of proclamation. Declaration of the restoration. Um, now, if I may, uh -oh. I've just got to get this out before we start talking about this. Well, to start us off. You know how, and those of you who are listening, who are our age, you know, in between like 20 and 30 years old, uh, and like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> those of you who have sat in Sunday schools, uh, Sunday school classes and, and meetings in the church, and you hear these people who they remember when the family proclamation was put out by the church. Right. And they say like, well, back then we just thought that was, everybody knew that. What's the big deal? Right. And then so many years later, the family has come under attack. Right. And the world wants to kind of uh, change. change the roles of gender yeah. and family. Yeah. And so they see in their lives, the 
the prophecy being fulfilled in a way of that this is important to be put down as a proclamation by by God, by his servants on the earth. We've been teaching and spreading the message of the restoration for a very long time. So why was it important now to make a proclamation about it? Was it just because it was 200 years in? No, there is, there are things going to happen in the next five, 10, 15, 20 years that require a proclamation to have been made concerning everything in this proclamation, the prophet Joseph Smith, the book of Mormon, specifically, I believe the first vision mm -hmm. account. And it's going to come under, under attack. If you thought it was already under attack, you're kidding yourself. Right. Okay. People have been kind of willing to let us as members of the church Believe of Jesus that. Christ of Latter-day Saints, pro, you know, talk about that. But there's coming a point, much to my chagrin, I'm not looking forward to it, mm -hmm. um, that it's going to come under attack. So... 100% believe you, believe what you said, testify that it's true. What I highlighted were these two things in maybe that I guess I could say are points that could come under attack. There are a lot of points in here that will come under attack. All of them will. But this is the two that stood out to me. When he said, we declare that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints organized on April 6, 1830, is Christ's New Testament church restored? Okay, that's important. First of all, April 6, 1830. Someone could argue a different date. Someone could argue a different year. Like there's that whole thing. Also, is Christ's New Testament church restored? Right? Like this is his church. And even today, people think, oh, it's the church of Joseph Smith. It's just going to get worse. More people are going to think that or think other crazy things. The second part was, um, we gladly declare that the promised restoration goes forward through continuing revelation. Now, here's the real part. The earth will never again be the same, as God will gather together in one all things in Christ, Ephesians 1.10. The earth, this testified to me that it's not just the earth and its formations and like valleys and, you know, any of that, like literally, but the people on the earth mm. <laughs> will never again be the same uh, as it comes closer and closer to Jesus Christ coming again, because all things will be gathered together in Christ eventually. Um, but also the earth, this is a period of time that has never ever been like this at any point in history and it's not ever going to be the same it's always changing i mean kevin you brought up the good point about the family proclamation like how much that's changed and that was only 30 years and the earth has changed drastically from that so i can't imagine what will come moving forward but what i do know is when it, earlier in the talk when they were talking about um, the, President Nelson gave examples of when uh, the apostles were afraid when they saw Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration at first. The Nephites were afraid because of the destruction in the darkness that came um, in the third Nephi 11 when Christ came and manifested himself to them. When Joseph was in the grist of darkness before the first vision. And he said, our father knows that when we are surrounded by uncertainty and fear, what will help us the very most is to hear his son. And so what Kevin's saying of, you know, these things will come under attack, that's going to bring some darkness. That's going to bring some uncertainty. But what is President Nelson saying in this whole talk? When that comes, this is what clicked for me, that when these things come under attack or whatever, you know, opposition, that's why you need to hear him because that will bring you peace. That's the only thing that can bring you peace. What did we learn at Institute last night? <laughs> so 
Satan can't do that. Satan can't duplicate peace. Mm. Only Christ can bring peace, right? So to me, that just summed up the entire talk of what I needed to learn at least. And it was just really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just to piggyback on that a little bit and share my thoughts about when there's desperation or darkness, tumultuous circumstances. And that kind of directs us to hear him, right? to want to hear him. Almost like it prepares us in a way. Maybe it, it even humbles some of us. Um, but that's that perfect brightness of hope. No matter how dark it gets, no matter how hopeless it seems, there there is um, there's a, a loving God in heaven who's our literal Father. He sent His Son Jesus Christ to do so much for us, including the the ultimate act of love, which is He gave His life for us. And, you know, the, the darkness and confusion that predated the first vision and the, the, this dispensation of the fullness of times, that could have been and was, I know, a very hopeless time uh, for so many people. And... In a lot of ways, the, the Lord has poured out his blessings upon the earth since that time, not just for the Latter-day Saints, but all people have been blessed. Oh, yeah. And there's going to come a point where when people are not acknowledging him as their God, as the source of all of these blessings, he's going to chastise them to stir them up to remembrance. And I mean, that's, that's all we read about in the scriptures, especially the Book of Mormon. And so if the Book of Mormon was written for our day, specifically for our day, we know that unfortunately it's going to get a little bit more grim before it gets better, but it is going to get so much better because mm -hmm. the Lord is going to, is going to come which is so exciting because that peace and that order and everything is just going to come back into place and everything that we do prepares um, you, your family. If you're following the commandments, it prepares you for the second coming of the Lord. And that's important because when he gets here, he's going to want to see what we've done with his church and what kind of disciples we've been. So it's just important to think about, and I know that can seem kind of crazy, like Shelby and Kevin, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's true. You listening, you have a role to play, and you have an influence that is so big, you might not even know it, how big your influence can be. But there are people watching your Facebook post. There are people watching how you interact at work. There are people watching you and they look to you and you don't even know it. And they do. And you can be that person to bring them closer to their savior. Yeah. Do not underestimate the impact of your personal righteousness. Yeah. In everything that you do, no matter in what function. And you can only do that because of your commitment to the savior and, and the acknowledgement of him it's not necessary it's not you you are a good instrument because you let the spirit work through you so try to be that really good instrument and acknowledge christ in everything that happens in your day so yeah and president nelson ends by by encouraging all of us to study this new proclamation which I've begun to study it with this talk, you know, reading it again and, and listening to it and then 
deciding that, you know, I do want to study it more thoroughly and, and commit some of it to memory mm. and so on and so forth. Um, it is, it is kind of a different proclamation, right? It's different than the others that we have, especially the family and, uh, and the living Christ. It's different. It's structured a little bit differently. I think, um, just from my, my brief study of it. Um, but I know that it's true. hundred percent true. Yeah. So that kind of wraps it up. Um, oh, well, I guess we could mention that following this talk. Oh, they did a president Nelson. We did a Hosanna, excuse me, Hosanna shout. Right. Um, which I'd done one of those before at a temple dedication, um, virtually, (laughs) which is really cool. But, um, I remember crying (laughs) just for our posterity's sake, whoever's listening to this. I remember I cried at this Hosanna shout. Hmm. Um, I got teary eyed. Oh, I didn't cry when we were doing like Hosanna, the Hosanna shout. I cried when we sang the spirit of God Hmm. afterwards. And that's what made me cry because I really, the spirit of God, that song, if you haven't heard it in a while, go listen to it. But it's very much about um, God sending his son, Jesus Christ, and his spirit to be with us as we gather for the restoration. And this this wonder, all these wonderful things are being revealed to men right. uh, today. And it's like the most wonderful song ever. And um, well, one of the most wonderful songs ever. For sure. So I remember crying and feeling the spirit very strongly during that Hosanna show. And just to make our record complete, you know, to give my, my take and my impressions from the Hosanna shout, it was the first one that I'd ever participated in. Mm. And, you know, to be fair, uh, and this is a, this is a good sign for me. Some people, you know, take what you will from it. Every ordinance, and I don't know if it's an ordinance per se. This is not an ordinance. Okay, it's it's just a but an ordinance. It, but it's a sacred, it's a sacred symbolic uh, act. Yeah. And so everything of that caliber that I've ever done, the first time going through it, it's a little bit awkward. Right. I didn't necessarily understand it all. And I kind of just did it more out of faith than a complete understanding. Um, and I can go straight back to baptism, right? When I was baptized and confirmed and then, you know, so on and so forth. And so um, it was after the Hosanna shout. It was after going back and really studying and, and learning about what it meant and things like that, that I had a, a greater appreciation for what we were doing. And it was an appeal, um, not only an appeal to our Father in Heaven and Jesus Christ to, to help us. It was literally, we shout, God be with us, or God save us. Right. Yeah, God save us. And we learned about that from Elder Gong in his talk, exactly what Hosanna means. And, um, and so, yeah. Uh, and then of course, just the, it's just a solemn acknowledgement of his majesty, his, his power, um, and his impact on our world and that we are his people. And those are the things that I really took away from it, you know, at, at large. In the moment, I was just kind of, I was just kind of going through the motions and I I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. I've never done this before. Never even heard of it before. And then, yeah, (laughs) what are you going to do? But over the the next few months, I read more and I'd heard of other instances in which it was done. I, I now know it's done at the temple dedications and things like that. So those things, the reason that I wanted to share that was that I really feel that some of us, even members of the church, even 
faithful members of the church, we we can develop trying to find the best way to say it. I just feel like we're not going to know everything. We're not going to have this perfect spiritual uh, knowledge in everything that we do, but we do have to take on some things in faith. And that's what I, that's what I took away from that experience specifically. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, and then next week we've got, for some reason, my phone like turned on its side, but it's not on auto lock. Like it's, I don't know what's going on, but so I'm going to turn the, my. It's the great plan by Dallin, President Dallin H. Oaks. Yeah. And this is a good one too. So other than that, um, I guess we didn't mention this at the beginning of this episode, which is what we were going to, but just this last thing. Oh, were you going to say something? Shelby? No, I was going to say it. Okay. We're going to have a separate feed coming at you for conference talks specifically. So right now, Christ Center Conversations is what our brand is, I guess. And housed under that is the Book of Mormon podcast and Christ Centered Conversations or Conference Talk. Now, right now, you find them in one spot on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen. But we're going to create a separate feed for each of them. So it'll still be by Christ Center Conversations, but one will be Conference Talk feed, one will be Book of Mormon podcast feed. So that's what we're going to be doing. And there's a new logo coming for conference talk and I'm so excited because our girl Kirsten did so good and I just want to share with everybody what we're waiting to premiere it at the next conference so we can start with that and, and then you'll be able to find all the episodes we've recorded now on that one as well so we're excited about the organization coming to our podcast <laughs> it's definitely evolved it's almost been a year and it's kind of crazy <laughs> perfectly said thank you yeah. so yeah well, we hope you'll have a great week, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Find new ways to hear him, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. What's something you learned from this episode of Conference Talk? What are your thoughts, impressions, or feedback for us? Be sure to write them down and let us know via Facebook or Instagram at Christ Center Conversations. Press forward, Saints!